Thank you for joining me on another episode of Possible or Reasonable. I'm Jesse Fernandez, and today I want to share with you guys, the audience, um, the importance of knowing why you believe what you believe, on the importance of developing an evidential worldview. Um, I think we all have things in our life that we're very passionate towards, you know, whether it's your favorite sports team or your favorite athlete or your favorite um, music or your favorite movie, you know, films, whatever it is, there's lots of things in our life that we're very passionate towards. And, and so many times we can, we can say, wow, that person is so passionate in what they do. And you could tell it, you can tell that they're so passionate due to their, um, preparedness and how they are able to, you know, um, share and, and give all these examples. But the thing is passion and a state of preparedness are two things that intertwine, are two things that join together. You know, passionate people are prepared people. So if you want to be passionate towards something, you're going to make sure that you spend as much time and energy you can so you can know the content well and you can know that and master it for yourself. And so the thing is, there's so many things in our life that we have that that we're that we're very passionate towards, and we have a, you know, quote unquote, evidential evidential worldview towards. You know, for example, if I ask you who's going to win the next NBA Finals, you could probably make a case. You could probably make the case in saying that the Lakers are probably going to win, or the Milwaukee Bucks are probably going to win, because they're, you know, the Milwaukee Bucks are the number one team in the East, and the Lakers are the number one team in the West. And you could probably make the case. And saying that you know that LeBron James and you know Anthony Davis are just a great duo, and but but then again you have Giannis and having those guys um, picking him up, and you know just you can probably make a case. And not only that, you can probably tell me, you know, the you could probably name the whole Lakers roster from about six seven years ago, you know, and, and you could probably name all the championships that they've won, and you can give me those famous highlights from those game-winning shots, you could probably give me all that information and statistics. And so that tells me that you're very passionate towards that. You have a evidential worldview towards that. You have an evidential view towards that category. And so I think we all could at least acknowledge the fact that we all are passionate towards certain things in life. And we're investing a lot of time and energy in those things. For me, I'm just simply, I'm simply asking you guys as the audience to rethink where you're spending all that time and energy and are you spending it also in this category are you spending it in your faith in in the christian worldview because i think that the christian worldview is 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 an evidential worldview you can actually take an evidential approach towards christianity and look at the evidence you can look at the archaeological um records you can look you know at the um internal external ev- evidences of scripture you can do all this but the thing is are you are you willing to spend all that time and energy you know i have a question if you measured your use of of time if you're able to do that if you're able to measure your use of time would you say that pursuing your christian faith ranks as ranks as high as other activities or would you say that your other activities rank higher than pursuing your your Christian faith. Because the thing is, I think we all can get very complacent. We can all get very lazy on the important things, you know, and I think we have to make sure that 
we, we want to make sure that we prioritize the things that need to be prioritized first. We, we don't want to um, mismanage that and, and get that out of order. And so today I want to share with you guys on the importance of knowing why you believe what you believe. You know, I'm talking about Christianity, um, the importance of knowing why you're a Christian and the importance of knowing why this is true. You know, I, I, I like the, the idea, the concept of, of giving two whys for every what. You know, we might know what's true, right? What the Bible teaches. We, might, we know what's the, what the truth is and what the truth declares, but do we know why it's true? And the second why is, is do, why, is it, why does it matter to us? And really, I just want to share and expound and, and really break that down. And this, um, this episode is really, um, that's what it's going to be all about in this episode. And just breaking down, um, you know, why this matters to us and why we ought to take this serious. I'm going to share six points um, in, no, in, in, in why it's important to know why you believe what you believe. And so starting with point number one. It's important to know why you believe what you believe because Scripture tells us that's our duty. In 1 Peter 3.15, it says, Always be ready to give a defense. Always be ready to give an answer, a defense, for everyone who asks you a reason for the hope that is in you with gentleness and respect. You know, Peter doesn't suggest it to us. He doesn't say, you know, hey, um, you know, when, when you come along, when you're talking to people, you know, here's a good, here's a suggestion or here's, um, something you should think about. No, no, no. Peter says, be able to give a reason for the hope that's in you. You have to be ready. And you have to be ready to give a, a reason for the hope that's in you with gentleness and respect. So this is what I'm supposed to do. This is what I'm called to do. This is my duty as a Christian. And I have to recognize that I have a duty. And I have to, I want to make sure that I, fulf- that I accomplish that. Because as I accomplish that duty, I'm actually accomplishing what God wants me to do. And what he has for my life. And so that's the first point in that we're called to do this. This is our duty as Christians, you know, and, and we want to make sure that we're um, that we're following what the scripture teaches and we're, you know, um, being obedient to what God tells us to do. Um, the second point in, in why it's important to know why you believe what you believe is, you know, we don't for me, I know I grew up having so much doubts and I like I shared, I know it led me to having so much anxiety and worry, you know, and to the to kind of like the basic questions, you know, like what if this, you know, those what ifs, and it was a lot of what ifs, you know, what if this is not for real? What if God is not for real? What if God doesn't remember me? Like all those what ifs were really just, um, just hurting me and tearing me down, and so really holding an evidential view towards your faith towards Christianity is very key and it was a game changer in my life um because I don't want my faith to crumble when when I'm asked those tough and difficult questions you know for example if someone was to ask me you know if god is all loving and god is all powerful then why is there so much evil in the world now that sounds like a very powerful objection you know, if someone was to ask me that, you know, if I just was, you know, at school or at work and someone was to just say, hey, man, why is there so much evil in the world if God is all loving and all powerful? Either he's not all loving and he doesn't care to stop it or he's not all powerful and he can't stop it. But you, Christian, you Christians believe that he's all loving and all powerful. So why is there so much evil? You know, that's a very powerful objection. And I want to make sure that I can be able to 
answer that with gentleness and respect, right? Going back to what First Peter 3.15 teaches, right? Being able to give a reason, right? For the hope that's within me, but with gentleness and respect. I want to be able to um, be prepared and, and give that, that reason and give the answer and, and just do it in love. You know, because I think Christianity can answer those tough questions. You know, God's not scared of those questions. God's not intimidated by those questions. So I don't think we should. But the thing is, we want to make sure that we're investing the time and energy to study up, to be prepared. Because the more prepared you are, the more passionate you're going to be. And so, you know, if someone wants to say, you know, hey, Jesse, if God is all loving and God is all powerful, why is there so much evil in the world? Well, I think a lot of it comes down to our definition of evil. Why do we think anything is evil to begin with? What standard are we using to think about true evil? You know, and I think that because if someone was to call something evil, you know, then we have to know that if there's something evil, then there has to be something good, right? You know, you can't call a line crooked unless you know, unless you have an idea of what a straight line is. So you can't call something truly evil unless you have an idea of what, of what something, uh, unless you have an idea of what good is, right? So are we suggesting that there's a true standard of goodness, a true standard of righteousness by which we could judge something and call it evil? What would that, <clears throat> excuse me, what would that true standard be? And so it turns out you need God as that standard of righteousness before you can call anything evil. And so we can give those, those um, answers and we can ex- explain this and articulate this in a powerful way. Um, but we have to make sure that we um, put the time in and, and, and we study up. But if we don't really do this, then yeah, of course our faith is going to crumble when asked those tough questions. Of course our faith is going to always wonder like, what if, what if, what if? Because we're not, we're not putting the time and energy in um, to study up and be prepared in the most important thing, but we're putting so much time and energy in watching the you know the last eight episodes of our favorite Netflix series, and so it's just really I'm just asking you guys as the audience to rethink where you're spending all that time and energy. And so that's point number two. We don't want our faith to crumble. We don't want to have those what ifs and and those doubts to be. Um, uh, haunting us for the rest of our life. We want to make sure that, hey, we're studied up or prepared. And we want to make sure that that our, that we can, we can know with certainty that, hey, my faith is grounded on evidence. And I walk and I take that next step of faith, the next step of trust, because it's grounded on good reasons to believe this is true. Point number three, um, it's, it's the idea of not just knowing what's true, but why it's true. Right, and that, and I know, and I, and I truly believe that once you know why something's true, that will bring about passion and excitement, because you're devoted to what you believe. Once you know, and you're certain of of of, of something, and you know why it's true, you're more inclined to actually live that out. You're more inclined to to actually um, reflect your worldview, um, and so that's point number three. I know it was a very short point, but basically, once you know why something's true. You're more, you're, um, that, that's going to bring about passion and excitement and you're going to be able to, because you're, because you're so devoted to what you believe. The fourth point in knowing and in, in, in why it's important to know why you believe what you believe is, is you want to know that this is, <clears throat> that this is certainly true. 
you know, there's a difference between having possible doubts and having reasonable doubts. Possible doubts are, are those what if questions. What if this happened or what if this would have played out or what if I didn't do this, that wouldn't have happened, right? All those what ifs, those nagging questions in our mind, right? Those are possible doubts. Reasonable doubts are those doubts that are raised by the evidence, right? If something happened, you know, and and you're kind of like questioning it, th- that might be a reasonable doubt because because something took place and it made you question like, okay, can I, can this be trusted or, or is you think, or is this the solution, right? But there's a difference, right? Possible doubts are those what if questions. Reasonable doubts are those doubts that are raised by the evidence and by, you know, by any, by any information that you're looking at. And so the fourth point is we want to be certain that this is true. And I believe that certainty comes from looking at evidence, and like I like I said, once you're certain that something's true, you're more likely to live it out. You're more likely to live out what you believe. Everyone has a worldview, whether they think it or not, whether they believe it or not. Everyone has a worldview, right? And a worldview, basically, a worldview definition is it's how you view the world, and it answers three critical questions. The first question that a worldview will answer is how did we get here? The origin. How did we get here? The second question is, why is everything so messed up? The predicament. And the third question is, how can we fix it? The resolution. A worldview is, is, is a mental map of reality. It helps us navigate non-physical reality. This uh, worldview is a fundamental commitment to reality that shapes how we live. <clears throat> you know, what we believe about the world shapes how we live in the world. You know, worldview connects from our beliefs to our behavior. You know, if I'm someone who's always so, um, if I think that everything is unfair and, and, and everything in life is so unfair, you know, let's say I was to buy, um, some cookies from the store and I went home and I had my cousins come over and they said, Hey, can I have some cookies? And I said, no, I'm not going to give you cookies because life's not fair. So since life's not fair, I'm not going to be fair with you. So deal with it. Right. What I believe about the world is going to shape how I live in the world. So that's going to reflect, um, my beliefs are going to reflect my behavior. And so we all have a worldview. We all have a view of the world and we want to make sure that our view is accurate and our view is true. And so I think the Christian worldview is the true worldview. It's the, it's, it's, it's an evidential worldview. You can see if this is true. You can verify it, right? And I think that that the Christian worldview is true because of the wealth of good evidence that demonstrates it to be true. And so talking, talking about worldviews, because Christianity is true, how I behave and how I treat others should reflect on what I actually believe to be true. And so it, that just brings me back into um, a point and, and the perspective of, hey, if I, if I believe the Bible is true, then I ought to take it seriously. I want to make sure that I'm, you know, abiding and, and, and being obedient to what the scriptures teach. And so the fourth point is to be certain that this is true. And certainty comes from looking at evidence. The fifth point in, 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 in the importance of knowing why something is true is we want, to, we want to come alongside people. You know, we want people to know Christ wholeheartedly. You know, at the end of, it, at the, end of the day, I want to share the gospel. This, this all points back to sharing the gospel. And I want to make sure that, hey, 
I, there's a lot there's people who have lots of barriers and they set up they've set up so much barriers um and and I, you know so many objections and so I want to in a sense break down those barriers and then once all those things are gone then share the gospel you know allow the holy spirit to work in that person's life and share the the word of god the word of truth into that person's life you know abdu murray he's an apologist he said it like this and i and i loved what he said and you know um but this is what he said he said may i never um speak with an with a closed bible and with lofty arguments but may i open that word may i open that book because it's the power of god of salvation to everyone who believes and so may i may i never speak with a closed bible and and lofty arguments but I need to open that book because it's the word of God and it's living and it's powerful. And so at the end of the day, I want to make sure that, you know, I, I come alongside people, you know, and that, so that they could know Christ personally in a relationship that they would know him wholeheartedly. And I, and I, and I think it's best, you know, I personally think, I, I, I think it's best that, that people should know why they should follow Christ. You know, I think we, we've done so many of the, this is what's true. And this is why this is what's true. And, um, you're to follow this. And if you don't, then you're making a mistake and, you know, but we're not really giving them the whys. We're not answering their questions and, 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 and the why categories, you know, we're just saying, here's what's true. Here's what's true. Here's what's true. But we're not giving them the, this is why it's true. And this is why it, it matters to you. Um, and so I think that's just in, even in the process of making disciples, you know, training the the young people, the next generation and that, hey, we want to be able to give a, a reason for the hope that's in us. Be able to give two whys for every what. Don't you think if we're trying to share the truth some, with someone, we ought to be able to give them the reasons of why this is true and how the truth impacts us all? Because I do believe that. I believe that if you're going to follow something wholeheartedly and, and faithfully then, you know, for me, I would want to at least have, you know, something to help me get through this, like something objectively true, something that's grounded on the evidence, something that's, that, that won't change because my opinions are going to change, but something that won't change because it's objectively true. And so I want to know why this is true. And so the fifth point is, so um, we want to come alongside people. You know, we want people to know Christ. And I think it's best that we are able to give them the reasons why they should follow Christ and why this is the true worldview. The sixth point, the last point in, in, in the importance of knowing why you believe what you believe is it comes back to living in obedience and faithfulness um, to God. You know, at the end of the day, only God's word has the power to touch someone's life. You know, God wants us to share the truth with love and with gentleness and respect. And for me, growing up, I, you know, even playing baseball, I've, I've played baseball ever since I was about five years old. And, you know, I had so much, um, I would overthink so many times when I came, when it came to even playing baseball, the game that I love so much, I would overthink, you know, when I go up to bat, I would say, man, am I lunging too much? Am I kind of dipping too much? What, you know, why is my swing and why am I popping up more? You know, I was, it was just, it was really bad and I would overthink. And I remember growing up my teenager years before high school, I, I really, I wanted to quit, you know, every year during the seasons, I would always say, like, I would tell my parents like, man, I, this is it. Like I'm done. I want to quit. 
Uh, I don't see myself playing anymore. I'm not enjoying it. Um, but it really, it was just, you know, it was just in the moment. And eventually I'm so thankful that I, I played it out. And, you know, I played all the way to my high school throughout my high school career and I enjoyed it it was a great time got to meet a lot of awesome people um, through that process um, but really I just see so many things from from playing baseball that resemble um, how I used to live as a Christian you know I used to have so many doubts and those what-if questions that were always nagging in my mind and it really um, it wasn't until I started really diving in to the um, into my Christian faith and, and seeing why this is true and getting those answers. Um, and it gave me that peace, like, Hey, you know, it's not, it's not based on my feelings. No, it's not, it's not based on how I feel today and how I feel tomorrow. No, nothing is true or false because of my beliefs. Nothing. I'll say it again. Nothing is true or false because of my beliefs. There's a difference. And so I want to make sure then my beliefs line up with what's actually true. I want to make sure my beliefs line up with reality. And so I want to see if this claim about reality, a.k.a. the resurrection, right? Because Christianity's grounded it in, this, in that event, the resurrection. I want to see if this claim about reality lines up with reality. And so I can take an evidential approach towards that, towards Christianity. And I landed here. And I'm a Christian because it's true. And so, you know, when it came to baseball, I had so many doubts and, and so many worries and anxieties. Um, but, you know, that didn't stop me. I kept playing. It didn't stop me from going up to the batter's box. You know, I didn't tell the blue, like, hey, like, you know, just tell the pitcher that, you know, he beat me this time. Like, I don't want to go up to bat. I'm so scared. No, I would still go up to bat, even through those doubts, even through those times of wanting to quit. Right. I didn't. And I didn't give up, right? And I think when it comes to our Christian faith, so many times we can think like, man, this it's too hard. I I want to throw in the towel, right? It's, it's I, I don't feel that this is true anymore. Um, it's not working out for me. Well, the thing is, of course, if, if, if you don't know why this is true, then yeah, you have to depend on, Right on the basis of your own experiences to help you do better and feel better. Right, and that can be hard sometimes. Right, you know, if if I'm having a bad day and someone says, "Well, you got to feel better," that can be very hard to do, especially if I experience suffering or someone from my family passed away. It's hard to f just feel better. You know, if if someone's to tell me, you know, you know, tr you have to feel yourself into actions, that's very hard to do. But to try to act myself into feelings, that's something that I can do. And I try to do that in a way where I know that this is true evidentially. That will help me take the next step. Even on days when I don't, quote unquote, feel it. Because if, if my faith, if Christianity is only based upon my feelings, oh man. Well, then I'll have good days and bad days and good days and bad days and good days and bad days. If I want to have that joy, that indescribable joy that Paul calls us to have in scripture, you know, having that joyous attitude, using that joyous language, being those joyous givers, those are all decisions. Those are all decisions I make with my head. I might not feel it that day, but I make a decision for joy and I make it based on evidence that doesn't change rather than my feelings that do change. And so 
when it comes to Christianity, you know, <clears throat> it's that something happened in the course of history that people, that these people observed, these Jewish people observed, and, and they wrote about it. And we have this, these eyewitness accounts, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, we have these accounts and we're able to um, review it thousands of years later, right? This is so um, different than any other religion in that it's not a, just a series of proclamations or just a series of sayings from this leader. No, Jesus falls into a different category. Jesus claimed to be the son of God who takes away the sins of the world and then he dies on a cross and then he rises from the dead. Now, if if Jesus died and stayed dead, we have no reason to believe in him. But if he died and he rose from the dead, then we have every reason to believe in him. And I think that the evidence does suggest that Jesus did die on the cross and he did rise from the dead. And so I say it again because it's something that's I'm 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 not a Christian because due to my experience or this is how I feel or this is what I feel to be true. No, it's not all my preferences. I'm a Christian because it's evidentially true. And so I want to make sure that I don't just say, oh, this is what's true. No, I want to say this is what's true and this is why it's true and this is why it matters. And I want to be able to explain that and articulate that in a way that's very powerful, in a way that's loving, and in a way that's going to glorify God. Guys, thank you so much. I I really appreciate... um, you know, for those who listen and, and tune in, you know, I, I want to continue to grow in my walk with God. And I also want to continue to make sure that I'm, invest, I'm, I'm investing that time and energy on the, on the things that are, that are important in life. On, and, and, but especially in my faith, the Christian, the Christian faith and in my relationship with Jesus. I want to make sure that I invest all the time and energy because, you know, I think so many times we get lazy on the, on on what's really important and I don't ever want to fall into that category um, on being lazy of what on what's really important and so thank you guys so much for listening on today's episode of possible or reasonable um, next week um, you know I, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna I want to get into the habit of giving like a little preview of what I'm gonna share um, in next week's episode but I actually have no idea what's gonna be shared next week so um, I will speak post and publish an episode next week but like i said i'm not sure what of what i'm gonna talk about but thank you guys so much for tuning in and god bless you guys and may you guys have a blessed week